This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the pre-match show Plymouth Away Edition in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. Our shows are available weekly on podcast and video and sometimes live like we are tonight. And joining me as always is Seb Brown. Seb, happy Friday. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, mate. Yeah, not too bad. I'm I'm looking forward to these these little run of games now to see how good we we really can be. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that splits the men from the boys, doesn't it? Um, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We we who have we played? Who we would expect to be up there so far? Sheffield Wednesday got a point. Portsmouth, I guess, on paper, battered them. So these next five games, you and Joe were talking about it, weren't you? Midweek, these next five games are the likes of obviously tomorrow, and then Wicker, Moxford, Rotherham, Sunderland on the horizon. This is really, really going to start to start to show us what we're made of this season and what we're going to end up doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, as I said, we are live. Um, and so we want to hear from you. We've already had people, I've just put them up there, already saying hello in the chat. Evening to Charlie, evening to FBL Tractor, evening to Rodders, evening to Michael down in Brisbane. Hello to the Australia contingent. We are glad to have you with us. Um, hello to C London. Hello to Skip. Um, get your thoughts into the comments. We want to hear um, any insights about Plymouth, any insights about Ipswich, frankly. Uh, we want to hear predictions. We want to hear questions. Whatever you want, get it in the chat. If it's um, if it if it's um, family friendly, if it's safe for work, we will put it on the screen and we will discuss it all. Uh, evening to Rob. Evening to Seabass. Um, always intrigued to see which way Seabass goes on the uh, football room one hundred and one vote on later on. So I'm already feeling the pressure after a pretty poor week. So um, yeah, I've, I've I've I think I've got a good one this week, Seabass. So hopefully I've it's it's one. 
where it goes one way or the other, though. I think it's Marmite. So, is it as crazy as your abolishing throw-ins idea? No, and I regret that. I do regret that. I wish I'd just said um, that throw foul throw-ins not being enforced or something like that, which grinds my gears. Um, evening to EJ, evening to Stuart, um, evening to Neil. Um, and what have we got here, Andrew? I'm going to the game tomorrow. Andrew, well done. Um, I hope it's not a long trip for you. If, if it's from Ipswich, I guess it will be. Um, so um, we wish all the fans travelling down um, all the best with a long journey and bring us back three points. And if you're listening to this on the coach, on um, listen again. And um, again, excellent taste. Thank you for um, uh, allowing us to fill your journey, a, a fraction of the journey time down to Plymouth. Um, evening to David. Um, Dan has not provided the ghost unfortunately. I'm on break point tonight, though. That is an Adnams... Hoppy IPA, it's very good. What you got there? I'm on. I'm on the ghost ship myself. So oh, fl- flying the flag. Excellent. Evening to Simon. Um, we are getting ease up greater than ghost ship. Skip is putting the cat amongst the pigeons there. Um, Richard asking us about injuries. We are going to come back to injuries later on, but he would love to see Burns start again. Give us a real threat going forward. We will be talking about the left side of Plymouth. We'll be talking about the right side and the middle of Plymouth. As well, later on, trying to find those weaknesses, Seb. Uh, it's not, it's not been easy, is it? Um, evening to Huck as well, Seb. Let's um, let's start off. There's not much to do on the news, but let's get that out of the way first, shall we? And I've got, I've got two bits of news. Um, and if if I've missed anything, then feel free to stick it in the chat, and we'll um, we'll cover that. Um, two bits. The first is um, Thomas Holy's emergency loan to Cambridge in um, seven days. I, I, I didn't spot it. It was only seven days. I thought it was a month, um, but you quite rightly pointed out it's a seven-day loan. Played in the one or draw with Doncaster and uh, watched Ethan Galbraith's shot going off the post next to him. Um, but um, Paul Cook had some stuff to say. He's delighted for Thomas. Delighted we can help Cambridge. I, I'll, I'll warm into the accent. The accent will come. I was going to say, we're not going to get a treat of the voice tonight. Uh, no, I, I need to, yeah, I need to get into, um, just need to get into the headspace for that. Um, I think Thomas has been really disappointed. He was in the squad selected on a match day. He's an outstanding professional, loves the club, loves playing. Um, he feels everything that we feel. And I think to go and play three games in a week for Cambridge is the perfect tonic and get those cobwebs out thoughts on that situation Seb? makes perfect sense for everyone involved and let's be honest they need a bit of experience between the uh between the sticks holy you know he seems to be an absolutely great guy in all the videos and all the content the club put out he seems absolutely superb to have around the place one of those really cheery guys you, you know he's not going to be one who's, who's causing a bit of a stink or causing a fuss if he's out of the side but he's going to want to play football and i think it's quite obvious that that cook doesn't see him as a, a, a long-term number one or anything he might get the odd pizza cup game potentially um but with with walton seeming now establishes the number one like he's gonna be playing in those games so i guess this is his role now for the for the rest of the season he'll become the go-to emergency loney keeper of the division you know should anybody else require them wasn't there a player you and joe were saying about there was a guy last year who ended up playing for about four different clubs so yeah. it's, it's not out of the question that you know he's there for maybe another week i guess it renews every every seven days he could be there for another week and then the rules are as soon as their keeper is, is back off his it's, con- it's concussion isn't it so as soon as their player is back he has to come back and you know he'll go back to training hard i'm assuming and, and, and being a good fit around the place until the next time he's needed and he'll be shunted off somewhere around the country again to go and fix an issue 
Yeah, FBL Holy Seven Days, but more boring <laughs> than Craig David's. Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know. Want to want to hear what Holy did on Wednesday or whatever it was. Um, so there, and lots of chat in in the about Adams, which is great. So um, let's let's put some um, Goose Island IPA for Skip. Um, broadside for the win says Lee. The strong, yeah, the the one that you get on draft rather than the one on the in the bottles. Um, see London. Listen to Bob for about three years or more. First time watching. We are, yeah, we are. Anything can happen. See um, London. Um, let us know if you've got an actual first name as well. We'll call you properly. Um, but yeah, welcome to the live show. Um, uh, always welcome and um, uh, welcome everyone else as well. Good to have you with us. Um, skip pity. What they did about the but yeah, the, so the controversy about bottled broadside is going on in the chat. So do get involved. I must have missed this. Everywhere. So Adams make two beers. The one on draft is stronger than the bottled variant for broadside. Yeah. yeah okay, I didn't. There you go. There you I've, go. I've learned something tonight. Bursick is the goalkeeper that went on loan lots last season. Thanks, Jack. And evening to you. Thank you for joining us. Um, as always. Um, and Simon makes a very valid point. If only becomes the emergency loan keeper for the division, he could help. Um, some teams take vital points off our rivals. He could do, but I'm guessing you won't agree with that, seeing as you think he's awful. <laughs> no, no, I think that's what Simon's saying. I well, possibly not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, he could. Yeah, that's yeah. Simon is being supportive of Thomas Hardy. Yeah, he just needs to save some shots. Simon is is all I'm saying. Um, he made a couple of decent saves, to be fair, against Doncaster. Yeah, he did. Get, he just doesn't he, look I, great for the goal because he he does that thing where he almost pulls his arms back like he knows it's going wide, and then that's surprising anyway when it goes in. But yeah. Yeah, Rodders, um, highly getting emergency loans and keeping a modicum of match fitness can only be a good thing. Quite right. Um, welcome, C. London says FP Attractor. And it's Neil, Coastal Blue at TWTD for anyone who posts on there. Um, Michael's on. No one in Australia drinks Fosters. Do you still have any? Yeah, you can still find it, Michael. But um, Cat Piss, as Rodders quite fairly says there. So um, we've got some. Um, there you go. Adams, Blackshaw, Stout, greater than Guinness controversy from Richard Lee, but I kind of agree as well. Um, I think a beer or Adam's podcast there is a bit of a coming pod. on in the, in the a summer. Book pod, yeah. A beer pod. Yeah, we've, when we've, we've got, got no games, we're wondering what to do on a Friday night, we'll just invite people to to crack open their favourite Adams and come and join in some chat, shall we? Yeah, nutty aromas. Yeah, um, more news. More news. Let's get back on, on topic. And the under-18s um, comfortably um, progressed to the second round of the FA Youth Cup. Obviously um, got very far. Was it semi-finals? Yep, against Liverpool, Liverpool last yeah, season. Yeah. Um, 7 1 win against Winslow United at Portman Road on Thursday. Uh, Boatswain, Chiwera, Manley each getting two. Tyrese Osborne with one. And um, Curtis Brown got on the score sheet for Winslow, which I think went down quite well. Obviously, quite a small club in the grand scheme of things. And I think it's a consequence of our league position. Um, or a league status, I say, in the pyramid as to why we are in at this stage. But, um, yeah, you have to beat what's in front of you. And it sounds like we're very competent. Adamete's team picking up where they left off last season. So that's great to see, isn't it, Seb? Absolutely, yeah. You know, everyone was so bored with that run. Uh, that run last year, they, they streamed it, didn't they, on, on Facebook, the, the semi-final game. And it was superb. Real buzz behind the behind the kids and with Adam Ate and what he's doing. So great to see them getting this this round off to a good start. Not really surprising given, you know, Winslow were the, the smallest club left in it, weren't they, against one of the big boys. So nothing surprising there. And I saw Paul Cook's son made an appearance and he came on in the game. Connor. Connor, yeah. yeah. There you go. So that's a question for the... For, the hive mind out there, football. Steve, Steve Bruce, Alex Bruce, are any good 
player manager family combos. Am I missing any? Ferguson and Ferguson, but that's more of a manager, isn't it? That's not a, I don't remember yeah. Darren Ferguson being best, an amazing what, player. What would be the best one? Ian, best Ian Wright and Sean Wright Phillips. They weren't manager and, and player. Did Ian Wright manage somewhere? Oh, okay. No. No. Always being punned, hasn't he? Player to pundit straight away. Um, so Sorry, let me know in the chat. Someone back me up in the yeah. chat and let me know. I think he had a long league spell or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not. But, but Sean Wright Phillips wouldn't have been playing for him. That's the point. Players oh, fair enough, yeah, playing fair for enough, their yeah. for their dads is what is what I'm after. So okay. someone, um, yeah, someone figured that one out. And the Alex Bruce, Steve Bruce is is I've sent the benchmark there. So if anyone can beat that, let us know. Maybe Paolo Maldini played for Dino Maldini. Is it Dino? I think His so. Yeah. Managed Italy, I think I'm sure. Cluffs, there you go. That's possibly that's a good shout there. There we go. We've got we've we yeah the hive mind is out there thinking about it. Um, we'll keep it. Okay, I don't think they played George. Yeah, were they, and Craig were they at Derby together? Oh, possibly. I know I that they were at Derby, Craig yeah. Burley scored for Chelsea against George Burley's Ipswich in the 94 95 relegation season. It was a bit of a heartbreaker, actually, because we deserved to beat Chelsea that day. Really groggy pitch. Chelsea wearing that grey away shirt with the orange trim, and Craig Burley popped up with a equaliser. Uh, John Bond, Kevin Bond. Just up the road, yeah. We won't talk too much about that. Tom and Paul Ince, Jack Barham, yeah. There you go. They're all coming through now. Was it Cesare Maldini? Yeah, I think I thought I, I might be thinking of Dino's off. I don't know. Anyway, let's move it on. We've got plenty to talk about in Plymouth, so let's start talking about Plymouth. And um, for the uninitiated, um, oh, we've got red naps. There you go. Definitely at Southampton. Yeah. There you go, Jamie and Harry. Loving this. Um, Seb, we uh, for anyone who hasn't looked at the league table in quite a while, tell, tell us where Plymouth find themselves going into Saturday's game. It's been an amazing start for them, hasn't it? I mean, they've lost one game all season, which was the opening day against Rotherham, and they're just completely cemented at the top of the league. They're, they're, you know, they they are absolutely flying this year. They, they did okay last year, and they fell away, if I remember correctly. But this year, they've absolutely started like a like a house on fire. It's, we'll come on to you know, we'll go through the team in a bit of detail in a bit. It's mainly the strikers keeping them up there for it. But it's uh, yeah, it's an incredible run to be to be undefeated since that first weekend of August is absolutely superb. And yeah, played fifteen, won eight, drawn six, and that only lost, like I say, was a way to. Rotherham, which is one of the toughest games you're going to go in the league, isn't it? So it's been an outstanding start. Yeah, they did lose to. I, I'm, I'm so my job. So Seb do, does a load of research, and then I do a bit, bit more research as well. We kind of cobbled together our, our position on our opposition review, and my job tonight is to try and find little glimmers of hope because all of Seb's research suggests that Plymouth are very difficult to beat. <laughs> For obvious reasons, so we will try and find those those as many as many as we can. Um, you mentioned the defeat um, to Rotherham; they did lose to Swindon in the Pizza Cup. There you go, and they obviously drew to Morecambe last weekend as well. So, um, so you know they are human after all. Um, worth mentioning, as you said, the fall away last season is, is I guess, something as a team that has aspirations of trying to get into the top six, you need those, these teams that are up there at the moment that look imperious to start to fall away. And Plymouth like, did. Like us for the last two years. Yeah, do an Ipswich. <laughs> did I do that last I season. I, 
I don't think any of us expect them to finish. You know, momentum's a, a great thing in football, but at the start of the season, Plymouth wouldn't have been in many people's top sixes if anybody's. And I, you know, whilst they're doing really well, there are always sides like this that up until, you know, suspensions kick in, injuries kick in, the pitches get a bit harder. There's always sides that are unexpectedly up there who do start to drop away. I remember Doncaster a couple of years ago being very similar. So I, I don't expect them to, I'll be honest, I, don't, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. I think, you know, as the season goes on, they will start to, to, to fall away. There's a call. Let's that will clip that, that one up. And then, yeah, when they're champions in May, you can you can play yeah. that for everybody. I mean, just to just to rewind to last season, so we've got a bit of a reminder and, and someone that's done in history. 18th in League One last season, a real drop off, as you say, in the final third of the season. In fact, only three wins in the last 17 matches. Luke Jeff got um, top scorer, um, 16 in the league, 18 in all comps. Um, against ITFC, we actually did the double against Plymouth last season. 2-1 win at home park. Two goals in a minute after um, Danny Mad got sent off. That was a bit of a... Yeah, we we didn't really look in that game. And then that sending off really did change the game, didn't it? And the 1-0 win, Seb, at Port Monroe was pretty I don't down, remember that at all. When I was doing the research for it, I saw Troy Parrott scored early. But I've got I've got no recollection of that game at all. We must have it watched it on so iPhone, but I dull. I cannot remember it in the slightest. So dull. Um, but it it put us um, back in the top six. It was Paul Cook's first Ipswich Town win, and it put us in the top six. But we'd scored in the fourth minute, and and then that was basically it. There was you I don't think there was the floodgates to open, and it, it just never happened. Pretty unremarkable. Yeah. Um, after that point, um, in terms of quotes from um, Paul Cook. Um, Here comes uh, the voice. I, Give uh, the people what they want. I mean, maybe we'll come back to Paul Cook and when we'll talk about Ipswich because there, there are injuries and, and folk are talking about it in the chat as well. We will be um, tr- joining you and speculating um, who, who won't be on the team sheet tomorrow. If anyone's got any inside uh, information um, that you're willing to share, I guess we might need to be wary of giving Ply- Plymouth are watching. Hi, Plymouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, they won't be. Uh, but yeah, bear in mind confidentiality and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll speculate. Idle speculation is what we'll do. Uh, but we'll come back to that. Let's let's focus more on Plymouth. Let's let's do that. Um, talk to me about Ryan Lowe, manager in the dugout, Seb. Yeah, Paul Cook's best mate, isn't he? They've been around best Europe mates. together. Been around Europe together with their with their kids, watching Europe in away games. So he was always a, a good manager at Berry as well. Obviously, he went down the, or made the long trek down when Berry started to fall into a, a bit of trouble down to Plymouth. Been there since July 2019. 43 years old, so fairly fairly young as things go um, uh, in football terms. Uh, decent record. Played 117, uh, 152, drawn 25, lost 40. 1.55 uh, points per game. Obviously, that's buoyed by this amazing start they've had so far this season. Um, and he, he talks very respectfully of Cook as well, doesn't he? You know, he's, he's saying that when he first became a manager, he was the one I picked up the phone to to get some advice. So I guess there's that extra narrative now for the game of the weekend. We've got it with uh, with Liam Richardson in a few weeks' time in the second week of December, I think it is. But this one's going to be a bit of a case of maybe not so much master and apprentice because they've never they've never worked together, um, but, but very much sort of you know is the is the young bull going to be able to get the the young buck going to be able to get the advantage over the old the bull, I guess. Yeah, the, the quotes that I think Ryan Lowe gave to the Plymouth Herald, is where I found them at least, um, was we've, yeah, we, um, when I, uh, he's been terrific for me and their respect is massive um, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, these these are managers cut from the same cloth, though, Seb, ignoring the, the Scouse Mafia aspect to it for a second in terms of their 
um, the way they set their teams up tactically. I yeah. mean, there's lots of there's lots of these kind of comparisons that I'm going to draw throughout the rest of the chat here. But tactically, has has a very strong single system that they prefer, and probably is guilty of not having too much of a plan B, frankly. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, no real plan B. Settle formations every single week. Um, you know, if plan if plan A isn't working, they they just try and do the same things again. <clears throat> and maybe uh, not so much an absent, not not so much an afterthought. But is it fair to say both managers will focus far more on the attacking side of things yeah, than the defensive side? That. Yeah, as well. And and to be fair, Lee's gone in on that. Even to Lee, we will score. The question is, how many do we concede? The question can be asked of of Plymouth as well. You know that there is this is a team that can be got at as well. I'm just trying to find the league table and figure out their goals conceded. Um, but it's so um, they've conceded 13 goals so far. They scored 26, yeah. they conceded 13. But as as you suggested, they've not they've not come up against a fearsome top. You know, a team with aspirations for the top, should we say? Apart from Rotherham so far, so that's not not necessarily a surprise. In respect to the players in and outs. Um, 11 ins, 11s out. The one we know about, Seb, uh, is James Wilson. Yeah, obviously there was a bit of a clamour, wasn't there, when we he was our player of the year. And he, for, for two years, I thought he was a, a decent player for us, Wilson. We knew what we were going to get. He was never going to be one to bring the ball out from defence like Wolfenden does. But for a, a centre-half, sometimes you want someone just to head it clear and hoof it clear. And I thought he was decent. He had that good relationship with Enciala at the start of last season. He got injured and, and fell out of favour a bit. But no, he was a good player. And if, we, if there was one that we would have kept last year, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had, if he had hung on because he would have been quite useful at the start of the year before Edmondson got himself fully fit. But, but with a fully fit squad now, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have got a look in, would he? No, and, and I do wonder, you know, to the point we just made about the attacking intent within those teams, even, even, you know, I guess Burgess less so, but Edmondson, you could see there's, there's a creative player there who can take the ball forward and, and spot pass. And, and James Wilson does not give you that. He might get on the end of a corner at the other end, um, but he is not about distribution. He's about stopping attempts on goal for the opposition, isn't he? So perhaps not necessarily surprising. And his, his kind of post-match thoughts, or sorry, not post-match, his post-departure thoughts, about Ipswich and the situation for him didn't really sound overly positive there. So maybe good that we know we don't want him around there. We um, needed the whole fresh slate, didn't we? We needed everybody to be cleared out and everybody new people to be brought in. So no, no real surprise. But at the time, I remember thinking if one was to be kept, he he wouldn't be a bad one to keep around. I thought. I mean, the, there are a lot of key players. In fact, that the entirety of the this is this is a strange situation as well. The entirety of the back three, they've it's the three at the back formation. We'll talk about that in a second. All of the. Their back three, as I see it, Wilson, Scar, and Galloway have been brought in this summer, um, all on free transfers as well, I believe. And um, Brendan Galloway, um, perhaps known to some people, formerly of Everton, um, Dan Scar came in from Walsall, had been at Birmingham City. Um, all three of those, as I say, have found their way straight in to the first team and into the back line. And proof, I guess, that sometimes gelling doesn't need. I mean, they lost the first day of the season, but after that, pretty steady, haven't they? So. But their roles are, are quite limited in that side, aren't they? They're yeah. not marauding centre-backs who are going to link the play. Yeah. Their job is simply to provide a, a solid a solid back three and look to, you know, really mop things up, no nonsense at the back, and then release the ball to the more the more creative and the more attacking players in the side. I think you could say that about Scar and Wilson, but Galloway definitely gets well, up Galloway used to be a he used to be a left-back, if I remember rightly, from my football manager days. I'm sure he was always when I tried yeah. to get on loan from Everton. So, yeah, fair enough. I guess he's got that more natural instinct. But the other the other two will, you know, they'll never go above the halfway line, will they? They, they, they get no. nosebleeds if they start to get near the centre circle. 
Jordan Garrick is the only other player that I picked out um, who's Brian and Braun alone from Swansea can play. I think he can play either side as a wide midfielder, but probably anywhere across that midfield five or three or whatever you want to call it. Um, so those are the kind of notable ins. Um, Scott Wooten is, is a name that might be familiar to some um, had been on loan at Wigan last season, next man United player, actually MK Dons as well. He's, he joined Morecambe and another departure, another name that's familiar to folks who, who left in the summer. Um, Frank Nubel or New, is it Nubelay? Sorry, it yeah. is Nubelay. <laughs> sorry, yes. yeah, went back to Colu, didn't he? So he had that spell Colu first time, worked his way to Plymouth, and then ended up going going back to Colu to link up with the the ex ITFC reserve and oldies, I guess. Yep. Clack. Yeah, he's adding to that ex ITFC um, contingent there. Let's just go back through some comments. I mean, the chat about beer is and managers um, and sons has gone gone down really well so i'll keep i'll let you guys keep continuing those strands in the chat oh julian i'll put this up on the screen defense is going to get tested especially in the next five six games different test plymouth to wickham though isn't it Seb? very much so we know you know tuesday night is going to be a horrible game hopefully the weather won't be too bad but you know like you said on tuesday night the ball's going to be in play for like what 30 36 37 minutes out of the 90 and it's going to be an absolutely aerial bombardment for for the likes of ncr and uh, edmondson to deal with so yeah very different a very different kind of uh, test on tuesday plymouth are far more short of passing attack through the middle whereas wickham are going to be hoofing balls into the box but we, we know we're going to concede you know we're we are looking more solid these days but although we're good for scoring in every game we're also good for conceding in every game so at least we'll get some entertainment in the next the next five or so skips feeling confident about edmonton and toto and i I think that's right and a lot of people also calling for coulson to return as well um julian in there as well um rodders should we pick up a decent haul of points over the next five games we feel like the season's poorer performances were like the preseason games yeah and uh i guess to rodders point the the gelling that cook ashton We've all kind of talked about, and again, we've we've talked about this before. Debated, you know, what is an acceptable duration for that? But suddenly, if it has clicked after the Bolton debacle, then it kind of, yeah, you want to hope that you haven't left it too late, I guess, don't you? So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have given ourselves a bit of a mountain to climb in terms of the, the, the promotion places. Top two is going to be really, really difficult. I appreciate we're only 10 points off it with 30 odd, <clears throat> 32, 33 games odd to go, but it's still a hell of a, 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 a chunk to make up. And these kind of games against the next five or so are going to be the games where we're going to have to start taking points off the other sides if we want to start clawing up on them. What, what was it Paul Lambert used to say? We can be the hunted as opposed to the, the hunters as opposed better. to the hunted. Much better to be that yeah. way around, isn't it? No one wants to be top of the league, seven points clear. Yeah. Um, Skip speculating. Aluko did go off second half yeah. last week, so there's a possibility that he might not be fit there. Uh, so that's possibly one of those We're injuries. thinking Penny and Aluko, are we? Okay, that makes sense. But then obviously yeah. you've got, you know, hopefully Coulson to come in and probably Wes Burns to come back in. So the, the, the quality of the squad is ridiculous. Uh, I think the DC's defenders, I guess, yeah. look... Comfortable and confident with Walton behind them, says C London. I've already forgotten C London's name. I have to go back through the chat and make sure I don't forget. He's uh, right. Neil. Yeah, you know, Hi, Neil. Clacky wasn't looking amazing, was he? The first few games no. of the season. It must be a nightmare for a defence if you've got no faith in your and keeper Bro- behind you. So Rodders agrees with that as well. I think that's that's a fair point. Um, JG, did anyone catch the Bond interview with Talksport? No, I haven't. But we will put the link out on the Blue Monday Twitter if you haven't. It was a good. That's a good shout. It'll be. On the app, I think someone said that 
um, in there. But if we can find an easy link to listen to that, we will send that out because, yeah, that was very interesting and great to see two fantastic number 18s for Ipswich Town having a conversation about scoring goals against Norwich, which is what we all kind of hope for in the near future. Um, yeah, Jack's mentioned the nil-nil uh, has got written all over it because uh, both teams have got goals in them. Um, what else have we got here? Lots of chat about defence and Colson um, debating the merits of Penny versus Colson. Your thoughts on have you seen too much of Penny, Seb, in the last I've few seen weeks? More, I've seen more of Penny than I have of, of, of Coulson. And Penny seems to me he's done all right. He seems a fairly solid kind of left back, but Coulson seems to have that extra extra bit about him. I think, was it the MK Dons game? I think it was the first time I saw him. And although he was absolutely knackered come 60, 70 minutes, I did like what I saw. He was stopping crosses. He was getting forward well. He put in that lovely assist away at, uh, was it Lincoln away? That lovely cross for Bond to score the header. So he's got that in his locker as well. I just think he's a just to just to, you know that that next level up um bond interview on youtube sunday there you go 5 to 8 p.m thank you to Rodders. thank you to richard for confirming that uh what else have we got michael's going to left field here burgess at fullback versus wickham as it's a long wall game I mean, this is that this is the game for the mick mccarthy four center backs <laughs> in your back line <laughs> tactic perhaps um, but I think you probably need pace to attack Wickham. I was going to say, yeah, he'll offer you absolutely nothing going forward. He'll be solid at the back and decent in the air. Although he was, you know, Ironside at Cambridge did school him a little bit in in strength and holding the ball up, and he was a lot smaller than than Burgess. So, but but, but going forward, he's going to offer you nothing, is he? He's the kind of player like we did on Saturday, where if you are facing a bombardment, holding onto a lead with ten minutes to go, chuck him on, throw him in the in the middle of the three or whatever, and just try and mop up what's coming your way. Yeah, Jack's agreeing that these teams at the top aren't going to sustain their two points per game. And there will be teams that fall away. We always see it in the, especially in League One, actually. Um, so we just need to be ready in there or thereabouts to to pounce on that. FPL attractor agreeing with Coulson, um, but Penny done very well for a guy uh, we thought was going to be destined for backup. Agree with that. Uh, any thoughts, uh, Matthew Brown? Any injury updates regarding Tom Carroll as he was playing regularly into his injury prior to? Yeah. Interesting. I don't, it sounded like I, I don't know. managing an injury. I remember an interview from Cook where he said we are managing it and we're able to give him a bit of a rest when when Morsey came in because we've now got options in the middle of the park. So he'll have a role to play. He is he is quality. We, we've seen his quality on the ball, but I guess it's the injuries and the and the, the fitness factor which probably explains why he's with us. Is that fair to say? Would you do you think? Otherwise, he'd yeah. be higher up the the food chain, wouldn't he? That and Derby being tin pot or well, yeah, crack pot at the time. Um, JG, if I'm feeling Cook really likes Carol. Interesting when fit, whether he slots in next to Morsi. Obviously, um, Lee Evans let no one down last week and a, and a pre-assist. Some modern day, I will be using that phrase again, by the way, in a minute. Uh, but a pre-assist for Evans for the uh, Selena winner last week as well. Les, big fan of Morsi. I think we all are. Um, did some really great quotes about being captain as well, which I did put in the script, but I've skipped through. But Spider seemed looking much more assured. Agree with that. Let's head back he'll to... Be, he'll um, be crucial only for these next five games. He's the kind of player that you're going to want to get to get stuck in when the going gets tough. Yeah. L- looking about what to expect from Plymouth, it's a, it's a difficult one because on the face of it, yes, this is an attacking team. I think it's certainly fair to say that this is a team that create a lot of chances, a lot of good chances, have a lot of shots, actually, but it's not... It's not, um, they're not possession heavy. Um, 50.9% average possession so far this season isn't, uh, is 12th highest in League One. So they are not going to boss the ball necessarily, but their passing accuracy 
it's, it's okay, but it's these short passes, isn't it, Seb? Mm-hmm. It's kind of holding on to the ball, trying to prize the opening, and then when they find that opening, it's through, through balls. balls. Yeah, killer through that's, balls. That's the strategy they're going to go for, isn't it? Any any other thoughts there on... And just like you said, the shooting, the you know, they're, av- they're averaging 14 shots per game, roughly half on target, roughly half off target. So the front two that we'll come on to are the reason why they're top of the league, and they just seem to be getting shots off at every single opportunity, don't they? Hmm. I was looking, I mean, other things that, in in terms of their favour here, taking shots, it's 217 shots in total in the league so far, the second highest in the division. Um, and as you said, they're, they're, they're creating lots of them. And it just, in terms of taking chances, they're, they're two behind us. We're, we're obviously the league's highest scorers. They're, they're only two behind. And the majority of them are coming from open play. There's not kind of, kind of loads of corner kick routines here. They've got the odd free kick, but these are similar to Ipswich, actually, scoring goals within the 18-yard box in open play. So it is about the pattern of play and creating those chances and the wide players getting forward and creating those chances. The midfield, there's creativity there too. Yeah, but lot, I guess if we're looking... Century, doesn't it? If we're looking for weaknesses, Seb, to me the weaknesses are the lack of aerial threat, yeah. but also the potential, well, the definite absence of their only really defensive-minded midfielder. They're kind of their Morsey, um, who is suspended, which is Jordan Horton. He's injured. Sorry, he's suspended, isn't he? So that's a big loss. He is the one in the midfield five that will sit there, mop everything up, and and, and lay it off to the rest of them. And yeah, he's on five yellow, so he's he's missing tomorrow. And we think the likely replacement is very inexperienced at this level, don't we? We think you think Randall will come in, don't you? Who's only made five appearances for them, so very Some very inexperienced. Yeah, and that's where you want Morsey Dimmons to really stamp their authority in the game. <clears throat> and look, they they are an attacking side. You know, they will look to play mainly through the middle with short passing, killer through balls to the two forwards who are on absolute fire. So there is that risk they can overcommit themselves, and it's up to us to really, really use our our fullbacks and our pace to get in get in behind when they overcommit going forward. And as Morecambe proved last, this is the this is the sticking point for me. Morecambe proved that if you try to contain and you try to stifle them. Then you can have success. Be done. Yeah. And I just, but I just don't think it's that's our style. I think we will try and fight fire with fire and attack them. And possibly that's a missed opportunity, but we don't know any other way. That's a cook. That's a cook staple, isn't it? So we're, we're kind of going to ignore the idea that we can just get in their faces. It's worth saying they they don't commit too many fouls. And the second lowest number of fouls in the entire division. So potentially it's not a streetwise in your face team. So if you do put a Morsi up against an inexperienced guy and Morsi gets in and around their midfielders, you can potentially unsettle them a little bit. That is, uh, that is an opportunity there. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. 
If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, Should we talk through the team? Let's go from front to back. I mean, you... You're pretty. You're expecting a three-five-two. Three-five-two. Right? Yeah, it's what it's been all season long. We've discussed the back three of Wilson, Shah in the middle, uh, and then uh, Galloway on, on the left, and that that's what they've played all season. That's what it's going to be. A three-five-two is, is is definite, isn't it? Cooper, the keeper. Uh, five clean sheets so far this season out of the 15 games. Very good throw on him. You know he didn't you? He's got a very he's very able to to, to launch quick attacks with a huge monster throw. Yeah, he got a pre-assist, hashtag pre-assist. So I told you they'd be back um, against Burton. Uh, threw the ball halfway up the pitch and um, it was taken on and the cross came in and it was a tap-in. But So he's got a good throw on him as well. He's not. I don't think he's a sweeper-keeper, um, but he, I think he had a, a formative year last season and, and is kind of growing into that role and is making an, it, it, the number one shirt his own. But he, he's only 22, so he's, he's a very young keeper. So... Again, a little bit of you know Bond versus Cooper that could be interesting tomorrow. In terms of the defense, we've we've talked a lot about that. I mean, there is goals in that back line as well. There, there yeah, is couple, goals yes. and assists. Scar's got one as in an assist. Galloway's got a couple. Wilson hasn't scored for them yet, so that'll be a a dead serve for tomorrow. He'll remember his Matt Gill training and rise at a, at a corner or something and knock one past. He's not scored yet, but the other two have. Um, <clears throat> So there can be there can be a bit of a danger uh, from set pieces and stuff, and they've they've got a a, a very inexperienced kind of uh, left footed guy who's the backup, but he won't play tomorrow. It'll be Scar in the middle, Galloway on the left, and Wilson on the right. We mentioned the midfield, so a very attacking minded midfield with limited defensive cover. We've told you about Horton. We think Randa will come in. The other option is Panucci. Cameron might come in as well. He's, he might he's shift inside. Yeah, on he's the right a... side of that central midfield three. Yeah, he's a bit of a box-to-box normally, isn't he? He normally sort of does the the box-to-box kind of stuff, but I guess he's more experienced, so he might be the one you want to have a bit more discipline in the centre of the park, especially if you're facing up against, you know, a, a championship player in Morsey, a championship player in Evans. Uh, Lowe just might want that little bit of nous and a little bit of common sense in the middle as opposed to an inexperienced kid, I think. Who else is in there, Seb? Ryan Broom on loan from Peterborough. I was listening to the the Hard Truth podcast on on my drive back to Suffolk. The Darren McAnthony one, the, the Peterborough owner. He's on loan from Peterborough, and he was saying how they absolutely love Ryan Lowe. They've got a you know a real real strong team bond going on there. It reminded me of of, of Mick in fourteen fifteen. You know when <clears throat> when he really galvanised everybody, got everybody on side. So that was just a a bit of an insight into the into the dressing room. Uh, Broom, yeah, he's played thirteen games so far this season. A couple of goals, three assists or so. He kind of plays in the left of the three in central midfield. But Danny Meyer is back now. He played the last game. He was linked with us when he was at when he was leaving Berry. Uh, it's probably the same summer when he, yeah, yes. that's right. He followed he followed Ryan Lowe, didn't he? Off. Too. 
he followed yeah last year um and he followed ryan Lowe from berry down to down to plymouth he was he was one where we were linked with him but i don't think that was ever really on the cards but he started the last game left of the three so might well play there again tomorrow and scored against Morecambe last week as well. I think he's probably preferred. But yeah, as you said, Broom, um, well thought of there. But yeah, May, I'd, I'd expect probably to come in there. Um, the other On the wide positions, they've been largely ever-presence, haven't they? One name that surprises me is, is Connor Grant. Again, and yeah. again, a name that's possibly familiar to Ipswich fans. Had a very short line spell with us, didn't he? And I seem to recall him as a central midfielder, but he was on the left, yeah, right left footed central midfielder. He seems to have been shunted slash. out a little. Yeah, he, he seems to be shunted out a little bit to the wide left. So I'm not sure if that's now his his natural position. But he was on loan with us in in 16, 17, wasn't he? And as soon as that season became became tough, you know, when we started to get in our our relegation scrap that year, he, he very quickly ended up going back to Everton. So good to see that he's made a, a career for himself at this level. But I'm I'm not entirely sure if he if he is a a stopgap on the left or is that his, his preferred position. He's done okay this. Season, to be fair, he's got three goals and a couple of assists. Um, but having been a central midfielder, he's not going to perhaps offer the uh, you know, the bombing down the wings and swinging balls in that, that he might want from his, his wide players. And it's Captain Joe Edwards on the other side. And the thing that I um, I think I read this on the TWTD pre match, pre you know, the team, the, the old kind of Harry from Bath type thing that I forgot the guy who does it. And apologies for that, I need to give him credit for it. Um, he was sort of saying that Wilson and Edwards have a bit of an understanding. Wilson is, is going to sit and is going to contain and is going to, you know, shut up shop behind, which gives Wilson the opportunity to go forward. Uh, sorry, Edwards, the opportunity to go forward. So those two dovetail quite nicely to each other on the, on the right-hand side. Um, but as you said at the start, Seb, it's these strikers that yeah. are, are the danger, aren't they? Obviously, this is the reason. Reasons. This is the reason they're up top. Yeah, you've got Ryan Hardy, fourteen appearances so far this season, eight goals and four assists, and Luke Jeffcott. Obviously, we gave his figures for last season at the start of the evening. Thirteen appearances so far this season, three goals and four assists. Hardy came through at Rangers, so very good pedigree. Had a ton of loans out to to lower league Scottish sides before moving to Blackpool, and he's he went on loan a couple of times to Plymouth, and they signed him, signed him permanently. <clears throat> Obviously, Jeff Cott came through the ranks at Plymouth. They're not great in the air, like we said earlier. It's all about poachers in the box. You know, they will look to shoot on every single opportunity. And so far this season, they've got a really, really good partnership going between them. Yeah, and the backups don't inspire. I mean, this is another thing in terms of trying to find the the glimmers of hope. They're, they're, the, the first choice team is, is very solid and is consistent, but the backups aren't particularly good. You know, got Niall Ennis, for anyone... I think it was FM20. He was pretty good at Wolves. He was at Wolves, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was amazing yeah. when he signed him on loan. And Kieran Agar is a name that might be familiar to some as well, but neither have really played. Neither have got too many goals. So if this front, if this first choice eleven does experience issues like the suspension for Horton, they've been pretty fortunate with injuries. There's no injuries that we're aware of going into the game. But this first team is pretty much it, isn't it? And yeah, the, there's the very little options. And that's the great thing if you look at both benches. You know, we have really, really potential game changes that we can look to bring off. He's not going to plan to plan a uh, plan a, which, which most sides in this league just simply can't do. And that's also why I think they'll fall away because, you know, <clears throat> when the suspensions kick in, injuries kick in, pitches get harder, three games a week becomes the norm. Uh, the sides who have got a relatively strong first 11, but then no one who can come in are, are going to start to drop off pretty quickly, aren't they? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll finish off Plymouth in a second. So get your predictions 
in for the men's team and the women's team if you want as well we've got a double header double header yeah which we'll talk about in a, in, a, in a second as well in terms of ipswich then seb and it's always difficult when i think paul cook's done this once before and suggested there were injuries and it didn't turn out to be that bad um, but he has said i think by the time our team sheet goes out tomorrow we're no different than a lot of teams in fact we've probably got a lot more injuries than everyone else but the reality is we've got a very very strong squad and I think the importance of having a strong squad is that hopefully, as we come into these winter months now, we can reap the benefits of that. So, brilliant. Well done. Apart from the injuries that we've speculated on, uh, there seems to be in chat land suspicions of, about Matt Penny. Luco just seems to be an obvious bet because of his injury last week. To me, the debate is about who starts in the left wing position. Yeah. It's. And to what extent do you factor in Wickham into the selection as well? We, I think I'm trying to find Michael's question about this in respect of who plays out wide. Uh-huh. But I guess if there's no Alucalis, let's just for a hypothetical suggestion, state that there's no Aluko. Who do you Burn, play? Burns for me has to come in on the right. And I guess because yeah. they play three at the back, just like uh, Portsmouth did, you want Burns to get in positions where he's isolated the left of the uh, the, the left centre back of the of the three and can really look to run at them with his pace and, and, and his directness. Uh, for me personally, I think that Selena uh, might come in for Edwards. You know, he got the goal. He's the marquee signing. He'll be on a high and I can see him coming in for, for Edwards on the left. So Chaplin in the middle, he, he's made the number 10 his own, you know, without question these last few games. Burns on the right for me, assuming Aluko is out, and Selena on the left for Edwards, I think. Yeah, so I'm not sure on Selena. I, I Do you think him and Chaplin are too similar and he'll naturally look to drift inside and it might just simply not work? I thought we lost a little bit of our defensive shape with um, Selena over Edwards, and he seemed a little bit lost in that respect. Whereas I think Edwards has, you know, he's not going to, he's not an out and out. You know, box whatever the you know the, whatever the winger of calling the box to boxes. He get, but he does get back a little bit and does put in a little bit of defensive cover. And I don't think Selena does that. And he did look a little bit lost, Selena, when he came on. Right place, right time for the for the winning goal, obviously. But I think I would probably give Edwards the nod there on that one. Otherwise, I think I agree with you. Chaplin right. and Burns, and I guess, like you said, it depends what 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 we're going to have one eye on on Tuesday night as well. You know, Morsi, I yeah. think, is on four yellows. Well, that's so what. He... Yeah, so Stuart here suggested Evans and Morsi. Oh, three, okay, three, okay, fine. Need to corroborate that. Need a secondary source. Not that we don't trust Stuart. Thank you for putting that in the chat. Um, but that would be positive because we were discussing before we started. You need Morsi for for Wickham. You need him you? for Tuesday night, yeah. So you know, if he's on if he's on four, or, if he's on four, and you're going against a relatively experienced holding midfielder in Randall, do you potentially look at Evans and El Mazzuni tomorrow, and then you know ensure that you've got that that battler, that, that 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 kind of warrior in the middle of your pitch for the for the horrible game that's going to be Tuesday night? Um, evening to Andrew, who's watching in a holiday park in Great Yarmouth. He's Cross the border, and he's giving us a thumbs up on Facebook as well. If you're watching on Facebook, do give us a thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube as well, also give us a thumbs up. It helps nudge us in the right direction on the YouTube algorithm, which is a dark art that none of us really understand. But if you feel like you'd like to do that, we do appreciate the thumbs up. So thank you for that. And enjoy Great Yarmouth, Andrew. Um, Skip suggesting similar what we've just talked about, about the strength and depth situation for Plymouth, like many teams in this league. And that's a key strength. And it's a, it's a really valid point. I think. If you look at the teams up there, 
I wonder about Wick, Wigan's um, strength in depth. I'm not sure about. I nearly, I nearly said Wickham by <laughs> my mistake. Wickham's strength in depth. Not too sure about that. Sunderland, I'd guess, put a pretty big squad. But anyone else that's there, you know, these injuries, as you said, suspensions, yeah, they do rack when... up, and that. Yeah, it's always this time of year, isn't it? It's November, December, January, where three games a week becomes the norm. A few injuries, pitches get harder. Well, we saw it ourselves the last two years. You know, you do start to fall away. And once you start, once that negative momentum kicks in, if you've got a small squad, it can be very hard to turn it around, which is why they, you know, these kind of sides finish sort of 12th to 15th. Yeah, Matthew talking about Plymouth having no injuries currently. We mentioned that. So time will tell on their potential longevity. Agreed. Um, Andreas, even to you, I take a win and four draws for the next five, but wouldn't be surprised if we got 10 points or more. That would be that'd ideal, be wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be great. 10 points would be superb for these next five games because then you're probably talking, you know, you've won one, three, drawn one or something. You know, that would be a, a great return given who we've got to play and where we've got to go. Les, uh, mentioning Plymouth owners might invest at Christmas if they're still up there. I guess they, they might do. And and it's possibly that strength and depth they need to address possibly um, the left-wing position. I don't, I don't want to besmirch kind of grant too much but interesting to note that tomorrow is their 10th anniversary of exiting administration and we'll also talk about Paul Mariner in a second as well so uh, interesting the trajectory that Plymouth have had over the last decade some chat about um, right backs um, KVY will come good he's got too much talent not to and Gillian also agreeing about squad depth um, I've got a feeling we may have a little run in the FA Cup Oh, that'd be and nice, I've wouldn't always it? Always been a dream. Fourth <laughs> round or something. Wake up, Julian. Wake up. And then I'm back in the room. Yeah, Oldham <laughs> is hashtag winnable. Well, <clears throat> we're debating. If you can put this in the chat as well, Seb and I were debating whether we do much about Oldham pre-match next week. We might do a little half an hour pre-record. We find it challenging to find information about League One clubs, but League Two clubs probably even more tricky, uh, and it will mostly be about their off off the field situation <laughs> Neil what's the FA Cup isn't it a single match yeah that's <laughs> generally how we deal with it uh, the second round here we come the FA Cup Gallows humor I'm loving this um, JG um, May was quite close to be fair was it I thought that's what I'd heard oh, okay. and lots of us heard as well yeah very very close and then similar to Kevin Phillips the phone call in the car park potentially um, Les con, um, thinking about Vincent Young and why he's not really um worked under Cook so far about yeah um original instructions were fullbacks to bomb forward and sitting midfields to cover which they didn't yeah the midfielders didn't really figure out that system and no yeah it's not, it wasn't really fair and was it has Vincent Young played in the same league game as uh as Morsey I'm not sure he has so he's never had that benefit of that defensive screen being there you know when he was playing early doors of the season it was Harper and uh and Evans in midfield so it's a bit unfair on KVY but he, he's going to get a couple of chances now I assume he'll start against Oldham and then start against Colu in the uh in the Peter Cup so a couple of chances for some of the fringe players the likes of Wolf and and, and Elmer's need to come back in, Norwood or Jackson maybe up front to, to sort of see what they can do. Uh, Lee, I'd be happy to get to the third round. I mean, we won two cup games. I think we'd all agree with that. Uh, FPL Tractor, surely Broom is better as a sweeper. There you go, FPL Tractor. <laughs> that is the comment of the night so far. Can you top it? We will find out. Uh, evening to MW. Late to the party. That is fine. Um, grab a pew. I'm uh, going to watch from the start um, up the town all on the 1-3 tomorrow then um so yeah plenty of yeah if you want to get your predictions in we'll come to those in a second cup run as les we were just saying cup run will give fringe players um make them a bit happier give some match sharpness here come the predictions let's just very quickly finish off our chat about plymouth before we put those predictions up worth mentioning 
ITFC women, um, top of the table, ITFC women also play Plymouth and will be in buoyant mood after their 1-0 win over Bridgewater. United do a third in the table. That was a really tough fixture, which they came out on top of in last-minute fashion. Was it a flick header from a corner, wasn't it? A lovely header from Natasha Thomas-Rose-like. A salmon and um, put her defensive counterparts who were pretty physical um, on, on their asses, which was great to see. And um, Plymouth are 12th in the league, only one win so far, but they only played six games, much less than anyone else. Um, and we, of course, wish Abby Lafayette and all our teammates, Abby Lafayette, sponsored by the Big Monday, um, and all of our teammates well for that one. Um, Seb, what is your prediction? Let's have your predictions for both matches. Uh, confident, I think we'll win tomorrow. I can see a uh, a two one to town. I think tomorrow we score in every game, but we will concede. So confident, two one, I reckon. And then Wickham on uh, on Tuesday night. If you offered me a point right now, I would snap your hand off. So I'll go for a one all, but a, a horrible game of football. I'm expecting. And the ITFC women's match. Uh, I reckon ITFC women um, such good form. Only one game of season. Four nil. I'm going to go two all for the men. Three nil for the women and I'm not going to predict Wickham. I just can't really get my head around that game yet. Let's see your predictions. Lee's going for a one all um, evening to Eric late. Very busy chaps. Yeah. That's what we want to see. Uh, Les is going two one Richard Lee, two, three Burns win a 94 oh, scenes. That would be that amazing. Would wouldn't it? be amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when did cook start presenting? There we go. Thank you. That I've, I'm a bit late on the old comments. These are a bit, on delay, um, Richard's been practicing. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm getting there on my old cookie impression. Um, oh, Adrach, A D R H C, three two Plymouth. We can't, we can't be having that. Um, Burns to Bond one nil. Thunder blaster from Penny. Big header from a corner. So no, no. I'm not sure. It's Michael predicting. Burns to Bond one nil. Thunder blaster. Yeah, not sure what you're predicting. So nil nil. Not sure. You might need to help us clarify that. Eric's going 2-1. Or is that 2-I? As in the Roman numeral for I, which I don't know what it is. Andres is going for 1-0. Um, so there we go. 2-2 uh, two, two for Neil. 1-3 for Rodders. Uh, we've got a correction on the yellow. So Morsey is on 4, not 3, which is what you thought, Seb. So that is something to be wary of tomorrow, particularly with Wickham in mind there. I'm not sure Morsey can keep himself from getting a card, but you never know. Um, Celine on the left was superbly done. If he gets near that, he'll be happy. Yeah, that is a fair point, but it was Donny, Skip, and they were not in the best of form. Uh, Eric, you meant 2-1 town. I don't know. Let's not correct each other's predictions. Let's talk very briefly about Paul Marin, and then we'll get your fact of the week. Um, PAFC displays are organising a tribute to tomorrow's match involving both sets of supporters. Obviously, Paul Marin sadly passed away in July, age 68. He was with Plymouth during the um, between 73 and 76 before joining Ipswich um, in a money and players exchange deal, which came up in the chat, actually, um, on my Twitter feed earlier. We were looking at a squad photo from back in the day about, I think it was John Pedelty was part of that move. And what obviously joining Ipswich, scored a cracker on his debut against West Brom in a 7-0 win, uh, won the FA Cup and the UEFA Cups with us before moving on to Arsenal. He also managed Plymouth between 2009-2010. and got a win, I think, for Plymouth. Beat Roy Keane's Ipswich, didn't he? Yeah, lost lost his glasses, didn't he, in the celebrations? He did, yeah. Uh, His playing stats, Plymouth, 135 appearances, 56 goals, 260 apps. This is all comps, I think. 260 appearances for Ipswich. How many goals do you think, Seb? 
uh, in all competitions or league? Yeah. I think in it's... The, in the, I know in the league it's just under a hundred, isn't it? Is it like ninety eight? It that is close. Is uh, no, it's just under 100. I know that okay, yeah, yeah, yeah in all competitions, is... it's about an extra 25, isn't it? About 130 or 100, yeah, 100. so prolific scorer, and yeah. for uh, people of a certain vintage as well, certainly, uh, um, someone whose posters were on a lot of people's walls. And, um, we obviously wish everyone taking part in that display, um, all the best for that tomorrow. I know there's a there's an evening thing in on Sunday as well. So um, great to pay respects to um, a legend of the game and known particularly by Plymouth and Ipswich fans, but an England player and a, and a pundit abroad in, in ESPN, I think, in America as well. So a well-known um, football figure there and obviously sad news in the summer. So great to pay tribute to him. Um, should we do your fact of the week, Seb? Let's put the theme music on. Never going to change. Brilliant. Craig was very complimentary about the picture last week. He said, I looked a, y- a lot younger and a lot happier. So that well was Forrest Away, the by archives. the way. It was oh, that's, Away. Oh, I thought it was when we were at uni or something. Oh, okay, no, fair enough. It's much more recent than you gave yourself credit for. Didn't we lose 3-0? I'm not sure why I was smiling so much. Maybe oh, it was pre-game. Pre-game, yeah. We, were, we were, had dinosaur inflatables. So that's why you're Make the dinosaur. Like. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Okay, so this week, fact of the week, there's two coming this week. So first off, Plymouth is the largest city in the UK to have never had a top flight football team. Interesting. Uh, and also, the ship on the club badge is the Mayflower. That was obviously the first ship that took people to America from Plymouth, and they were called the Pilgrims, which is why the club supporters have the nickname the Pilgrims. So two that week, there one historical go. and one uh, one about geographical city size. Two for the price of one. And the Mayflower, also a very excellent pub near Canada Water in the east end of London, right on the river. I very highly recommend it if you're in that part of the world. If, if I'm uh, Partridge with this fact of the week, does that make you Simon or are you Michael? I'm sidekick Simon, am I? Are you sidekick Simon? I don't know. You need like a big digi wall that you can't I want to be. Uh, is it Dave Clifton, the other DJ that they... <laughs> The alcoholic. Uh, I, I hate archers. The archers. <laughs> that yeah, uh, Spandau Valley. I, I need to get my Dave Clifton quotes. There you go. I'm Dave Clifton. Um, before we go into football room on away, which is why everyone is here, I'm sure worth just giving a few plugs. Obviously, we are um, the show is, show is brought to you in association with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're away this weekend. No excuse not to go to the Greyhound, but for your uh, pre-match or post-match needs, there is nowhere better than the Greyhound. That's not even scripted. That is right off the top of my head. Uh, the guys from the Blue Monday pod were there last week, and I'm sure most weeks will be will be there, so come and say hello. Come, and, come and say hello. It was great to meet Nick David last there. week. Nick came down as well, uh, came Nick down and chat with us for, for a little while. Yeah, it was really good to see people. So, yeah, Please come and meet us at the, at the Greyhound pre-match. We don't um, bite. It's, we're hard. In terms of the other shows that we've got going on, the live show with uh, Joe and I from earlier in the week is still available in the usual places. Flagship is back out on Monday morning, as usual, with Ben in the host's chair, alongside Dave and Craig, who is actually traveling down to the game. All the details where to find our shows, all our social media, how to support the channel via donations, if you wish to do that, is via the link below, Blue Monday, itfc.co.uk. Next week for Wickham, there's good probability we'll do a post-match live reaction, but we'll put all the details down our socials so you can find out all about that there. And hopefully we'll have as much to talk about in a positive manner as we did after Portsmouth. Let's go to the best feature on the podcast. (laughs) 
No one cares about Ipswich. No one cares about Plymouth. Everyone cares about Room 101. Let me put the league table up very quickly, just so Craig feels better, good with his one points per game ratio, which <laughs> if points per game mattered, it would put him top of the league with refunds um, or fans asking for refunds after big losses. Uh, it's part of the gig. Part of the gig. You can't enjoy the big wins and then expect to get you know no big losses. Uh, so Craig is on top on points per game, but Outright, po- outright points. It's me. I had a poor run previously. I'm coming back, all guns blazing. And can I go first? Yeah, help yourself. I'm putting into Football Room 101 um, the song Sweet Caroline, or whatever it's called, by Neil Diamond. I'm putting it in there. I've had enough of it. Nothing to do with Ipswich. Nothing to do with football. It's a boxing slash baseball slash cricket song. It's only popular because it's a sing-along song. We need to find a song that is ours. That is the, the end of it. I've I've had enough of it. Don't like hey, it. It's hey. always derivative when we pick these songs. I just find runs the crap out of me that we can't be original. So I'm putting it in there, and we have to sweet Caroline. Is that just Ipswich games? Or are you happy with it at England games? I don't. I mean, frankly, we'll just get rid of the song together. Neil Diamond's loving it. Neil Diamond, the PRS is rolling in for him. I, I mean, I get it for England, but it's still stolen for England. Um, yeah. Ipswich have got a real bad habit of nicking England you know, sing-along songs. We need to find our own one. There is plenty other songs out there that we can sing along to that have got good credibility that aren't cheesy or anything like that. Sweet Caroline, sorry, your time is over for me. It's done. I'm out. There you go. Boom. Mic drop. Yep, fair comment. I have to agree with that one myself. It reminds me of the Hearst era because I think we bought it in when we had Hearst and it was just awful. So, nope, fair play. That's a good one. Mine is also musically themed this week. And uh, my 101, again, short and sweet, I don't want goal music played after we score a goal anymore. I just want to hear the crowd, hear the reaction, hear the the emotion. I don't need to hear Tom Hark or whatever it is that grounds play when a ball goes in. I want to hear the ball, hit the back of the net, and everybody go crazy. I don't want any music. So for me, that's it. Goal music is uh, is my room 101 this week. Get rid of it and just enjoy the moment, enjoy the emotion, and enjoy the roar. So I think we've got rid of it at Portman, don't we? I'm trying to think. I don't think we had music after the goal. So you're too, too late, Seb. It's already been done. No, everywhere. Get rid of it everywhere. Everywhere. When you're in a away game, you know, you see a Plymouth tomorrow, if, if that prediction comes true and Wes Burns scores in the, the, the 94th minute, you know, just you, you want to hear just the noise, don't you? You don't want to be hearing music and stuff. So, no, get get rid. And Banning the, it all grounds. Pre-match, no problem. Players walking out the tunnel to something, no problem whatsoever. But at that point, nothing till half-time and then nothing after after half-time till full-time. Just get rid of the uh, get rid of the goal music. Don't like it. Yeah, and... With with a view to Macaulay Bond's comments about scoring against Norwich, the one thing that I hate about lots of things today about Carrow Road and the Norwich experience is that the music that they play when they score. I hate that. That is imprinted on my brain now is just something that makes my soul die inside when I hear it. So I could understand that. We've gone for a musical theme this week, but two, I think two strong choices there. That's going to be uh, might be quite close that one, but Sweet Caroline, I think, is a little bit marmitey. I think I did a poll on Twitter, and I think it was sixty percent in favour of getting rid of. So I'm hoping I'm 
pushing against an open door on that one. We shall see. Uh, we'll go to the comments and have a butcher's uh, what people are saying about. great partridge whatever, in the comments as well. <laughs> that good. Yeah. Whatever Pike have been talking about in respect of whatever we said so far and whatever your comments are on the Football Room 101 chat we've just had. But as always, we need to have the theme tune once again, don't we? <laughs> So we are in the home straight now. Uh, we will go through the comments that we've had. Any last minute predictions, any shout outs, get them in the chat now. We will do as many as we can before we say farewell and good luck. And Seb gives us a final word of the evening. Lots of chat about my cook impression. Uh, Neil, I'd love to see Toto score. He's got one. Be like a Herman moment, I think. I'd love to see Toto in the crowd um, <laughs> celebrating a goal. Though that was... Oh, Herman didn't score that goal, did he? But I think we'd all love Toto to score. He's a bit of a cult hero, isn't he? Mm. And um, I imagine Rich practicing his Paul Cook taxi driver <laughs> In style. In front of the yeah. mirror, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Michael, three. he's going for a 3-0. I think that, yeah, 3-0 prediction. Thank you for clarifying that. Paul Mariner, Michael also said, great player. I remember him and Tommy Smith kicking each other off the ball <laughs> and the referee just ran away. Um, and FPL chucked, Paul chucked his coat into the crowd for getting his glasses. That was it, pocket. yeah. He appealed um, to return them, didn't he? Um, Neil Mariner was my hero as a kid. Amazing touch for a big guy. Really hit me when he passed. Yeah, really sad. Jeez, that was. Um, Julian, I always remember Mariner being rumoured to come to us. Um, we knew he must have been good the way Robson went in for him. What a man, yeah, agree with that. Um, Charlie D's going for a one-all tough game. And when we take the point, take the point. Um, sounds more like North Norfolk Digital. Every week says Skip, said Partridge, says Lee. Uh, the music is there. Um, we love in that. Um, I think everyone's been to the Mayflower. Um, Mayflower, also a high school in Billericay. There you go. Google, loving that. And Neil's next door to the Mayflower. Brilliant. So next time we're down there, the beers are on Neil. Let's read the small print in your contract. Brilliant. Um, Michael, school Richard. There we go. School server. This is what we want. Kiss my face, says Lee. Got to do the voice. Got to do the voice. Vulcanized rubber headset. Man, there's too many partridge. I've got to skip through. Hens up. He's got a 12 inch plate. Brilliant. Um, Rich wins. There you go, Seb. There you go. I mean, there are other comments you could put on the screen as well. No. Um, Sweet Caroline had enough. It belongs to the cricket. Ask Bumble says A D R A H C, a drac. Seabass, Rich gets my vote already. Even my wife said the background. Exactly. Thank you. There you go. I presume you're counting that as two votes, I assume, then. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah, adding, the Twitter poll matters. Twitter poll, yeah. Right. Okay. Head on to Twitter. Um, back to singing the blues. Yeah, why not? Um, Ed, even Edward Ebenezer Brown, we could do, sing that maybe. Uh, what else have we got? There's a recognition. That's entertainment. I'm going to jam only when we win, though. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, agree with Seb, but Caroline gets it. <laughs> I'm not harsh. Poor Caroline. It's not her fault. Um, Seb will be running Christmas next week. There we go. I think I've think I might have tapped into something here. Well, we'll stick only, it. We'll stick it on Twitter, and we'll see what the uh, what the outcome is. Only fair we nick England souls. They souls. They <laughs> nick our managers. Uh, yeah. What else have we got in here? Um, oh, I, I'm, I need to read this. Proofread this before I put it on the screen. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I'm I'm not sure what Rodders is talking. I th apparently, I've been pissing on cornflakes to Joe and Seb. I need to clarify that one. I'm I'm not 100 sure. Um, Andres, yes, we're Seb on that one. It's a draw for me tonight. Yeah, we well, we can't have a draw. No such thing. This isn't football. 
this if if a, if a football room one one in a, in a draw that would be the sign of the incoming apocalypse i think and that's a ted lasso quote you can put that in the bank um thank you everyone for joining us we'll um sign off with some um with some shout outs if you want those get them in the chat um thank you for your research and your attempt at football room 101 seb um attempt, fingers crossed brilliant. for you thank you never know what the vote might do Thanks. and um we will be back next week a lot uh, at some point as i say um keep a lookout on our socials uh you can find all the details to do that on our website i'll put the link up there blue monday itfc.co.uk head to the greyhound best pub in ipswich quote me and uh we will let you know whether we're doing a wickham post-match flagship out monday we'll talk about the game in all its gory detail hopefully a win to be excited about and to drive us on for a tough run of games including wickham but for now i'll say thank you everyone for joining us thank you everyone who contributed everyone who provided a partridge quote who gave us some insights on injuries and gave us predictions and so on um few more defo win for rich brilliant les love sweet caroline well i have to agree to disagree les i'm a big fan of yours i'm sure i'm sure we can get past it i'm sure we can get over it uh what else have we got thanks charlie for joining us and enjoy the game as he says yeah enjoy the game everyone going safe travels down there for everyone um and um thanks lee for getting involved thanks skip Thanks, Neil, for joining us. Hope you enjoyed your first one in live and you'll be back to see us for more. Cheers to Michael. Enjoy your day and good um, good chat in the live chat as well. I hope you all enjoyed that too. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate that. Fishing with Nick. Yeah, Greyhound is a great place to meet. Les, come on, you blues. That's what we want. Uh, Julian, great stuff up the town. Night, everyone. Cheers, boys. And we'll end with FBL Tractor. Thanks, as always. Come on, you blues. Seb, you can send us out with the final word of the pod. Massive five games coming up, so let's get off to a good start tomorrow. Have a great time, everyone, going there. Thanks, everyone, who watched you tonight. And come on, you blues. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.